I don't feel like if we want true healing of any kind, that we can address this one thing. We have to look at how everything connects together. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your daily helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and we have a unique and fascinating guest today. Her name is Laura Powers, and she's an entertainer, celebrity psychic, actress, model, host, singer, writer, and speaker. She's the host of the popular film and television podcast, Behind the Scenes with Laura Powers, and her top 100 podcast on Apple Podcasts, Healing Powers Podcast. She's the author of seven books, and she travels full-time for her clients, television, other media appointments. She's been featured on several national television channels and networks, including BuzzFeed, NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, The CW, The Jet Set, and many others. And she was recently interviewed by Will Ferrell on his podcast, The Ron Burgundy Podcast, which I would be remiss if we didn't talk about that a little bit. But <laughs> in any event, this is going to be awesome. Laura, welcome to The Daily Helping. It is great to have you here. Thank you. It's my pleasure. I so glad we're connecting and what a fun time to do it. <laughs> this is a very, very fun and interesting time to do this. So you're, you're, I just read that bio and I just said about a million different things that you do, including Celebrity Psychic, which is fascinating. So I, I want to go back. I always ask people who come on the show, what inspired you to do the things you're doing? What were kind of the sequence of events that led you to how you're making a difference in the world today? Great. So Growing up, I was very much like the kid in the sixth sense. If you've ever seen that movie, I saw dead people. <laughs> and I thought I was crazy for a long time, to be honest, uh, because other people didn't see or sense what I did. So I grew up basically trying to ignore what I sensed and not telling people about it. Also grew up very creative. So that's always been there for me. And then as I got older, my abilities got stronger and stronger and I tried to block it out. And it just got you know, to a point where I really couldn't ignore it. And um, I had a, a turning point uh, that happened when I was in college where a family friend described a ghost that I'd seen but never told anyone about. And this was really significant for me because it was the first time that someone had acknowledged something that I'd seen or sensed that I now know is with my psychic abilities. And you know, told me about it. And so basically confirmed that this wasn't in my head. This other person confirmed and, and described in detail this ghost that I'd been seeing for quite some time. So that was at once both like comforting and terrifying because on the one hand, it was real, which meant I wasn't mentally ill, <laughs> which was nice to know. But on the other hand, I didn't really know what to do about it. And I, I was having some pretty intense experiences where um, spirits were trying to actually get in my body. So I could be what's called a trance medium, which is where you know spirits come in through my body, very much like in the movie Ghost, where Patrick Swayze goes into Will Goldberg, if you've ever seen that scene. 
Uh, but I, I choose not to do that. But until I learned how to have boundaries, spirits would literally try and come in and kind of take over my body. So it was very intense and scary at the time. So I did the only thing that I knew how to do at that time, which was to block it out. So I fairly successfully did block it out for a period of time, but I also blocked out my intuition. And so what ended up happening is I moved forward in my life living very analytically and blocked off my intuition. And then fast forward many years and I ended up in a very bad place in my life. I was physically sick. I was unemployed. I was in a bad marriage. And this all happened you know, right when the recession was starting. So like while I was going through my own kind of crisis, there was this, you know, this crisis in terms of the economy and certainly the United States as as a whole. And I went to a psychic myself just because I was totally lost. Like I, you know, like I said, I was physically ill, had no money, bad marriage, job taken away. Like, what do I do? And she explained to me how, when I had blocked out my abilities, I blocked out my intuition and suggested that I open back up and start to basically face what was there instead of just trying to ignore it, which is what I had done. So I did that. And I immediately had an angelic visitation experience, which completely changed how I perceived everything and did a 180. And even though I didn't immediately start working as a psychic, I started to take classes, develop my abilities really to help myself basically be able to navigate in my life better. Because like I said, I was a mess at that point. <laughs> and you know, fast forward and I, pretty soon after I got into taking classes, it became clear that I really had a purpose in this work and that I was gifted in it. And so I changed my focus. I also started going back to my creative work. I was very creative ever since I was a child. So, uh, you know, for me, the psychic piece and the creativity, whether it's, you know, singing, writing, posting, whatever it is I do are very uh, intermingled. And yeah, I I quickly developed my business and my lifestyle as a psychic, which was very much a shock to many people that I knew because I I worked in government and politics. I worked at the president's office of a university prior to this. You know, I ran for city council. I was a, a planning commissioner. I mean, I I was like about as opposite from what you might perceive a psychic to be <laughs> before this big life change. So yeah, and as I developed my psychic abilities, I started to do more creatively again, like I had done when I was a child. And, and that's how I got to here. <laughs> this is wild. And I've been taking notes. Let me say as a scientist and a psychologist, this is so foreign to me. <laughs> uh, the movie analogies were greatly helpful. You have become one of the most famous psychics in the world. And, and yet, so I'm hearing you say these things. And, and if, you know, my first inclination when I would hear somebody say to me, I see dead people based on my own clinical training is to think paranoid schizophrenia, right? Like, and I'm not judging <laughs> oh, yeah. you, Laura, but, no, no. but, but, <laughs> but, but so, you know, it, it I, I'm curious, you know, so as you were kind of wrestling with this growing up and, you know, you're getting on Google and going to WebMD, like, was there a, for a point in your life where you thought maybe you were schizophrenic? Did, did that cross oh, I don't know that I use that label, I, but I certainly thought crazy. I, I really thought there was a possibility and that's why I just didn't talk about it. I mean, right. I, I literally was like, whatever's going on, I don't think this is a good idea to tell people. And in retrospect, it probably was a good idea not to tell people at that time. I, it's funny because I'm giving these movie references, but actually television and movies, I think, have really helped give people some context, awareness, and understanding of psychic phenomenon that they didn't, that they didn't have before. and. I, I really feel like there's a, a big move from the sort of spiritual world to use entertainment to educate people about some of these things. 
So no, I mean, I, I know there's a family member, for example. So once I came out to, I have to say, I say I came out as a psychic, you know, came out spiritually that she asked if I was schizophrenic. I mean, I know that this is where people go. And the fact that I even, I, I mean, I did question my sanity, I think hopefully <laughs> is an indicator that, I, that I'm not. But for me, the big moment was when I started to get confirmation from other people with right. ability. Because that, it, you know, and by the way, I have come across mentally ill people where I'm like, I don't see what you're seeing. I definitely think you're mentally ill. And then there are other people that are like me where we're like, oh yeah, we're getting similar things. And it's, you know, people with psychic abilities don't always see or sense things the same, but there will be parallels. You'll, you'll get, you know, similar impressions. Um, and so I understand, I think mental illness is a real thing. That said, I do think that a lot of mentally ill people are very psychic and they don't actually have tools to manage it. And then they can go down this kind of downward spiral. Well, it's interesting too. And, and, and certainly there are massive cultural components of this where, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's within one's cultural upbringing to interact with spirits and things, particularly in South and Central America. Whereas, right. you know, in the United States, we would think that's totally bananas. But there's some things that you said too. You said purpose and you said intuition. And I imagine you know, for, for people listening to this, whether they are thinking that this is just totally nuts and <laughs> what, what is Dr. Richard doing here um, to the person that's, that's like, yeah, I, I believe in this stuff. But all of us probably have had a moment where we've had this kind of into, spark of intuition where we just got a feeling that we couldn't explain where that came from, yeah. but it ended up being true, you know? And, and, and so, and then I think a lot about the, people like Neil deGrasse Tyson who are out there talking about quantum physics and they're, they're able to now really put science, tangible science behind some of these phenomenon, these extrasensory type things that, you know, really like 20 years ago, we were making fun of in Ghostbusters because it was just yeah. so, so ridiculous. And, and, but so I think you're onto something there in the sense that, you know, the media has done a really helpful job and, and certainly you know, I didn't know what transmediumship was, but I remembered Ghost. And so I remembered that movie and that yeah. that made sense for me. So, <clears throat> you know, I, I'm not going to really try and spend any time proving or disproving, you know, the, the phenomenons that, that you experience. But I am curious, you know, because you, you are a healer and you have a, a podcast on health and wellness and spirituality in general. So, you know, there's other ways in which you're helping people, but especially now with what's going on in the world and coronavirus, talk to us about how intuition can play such an, an essential role in helping people during these times. Sure. And, and first of all, I want to address that. I understand when people don't believe what I do. I, I really do because I don't expect other people to have the same perception of reality when they don't have my perception, literally. Like other people don't see, you know, ghosts or spirits or angels or things like that. And so they're going to have a very different perception of, of what's going on. I also think that psychic abilities, like many different types of abilities, there's a range, right? From like, everyone has some, like you talked about, everyone's had something where they had a feeling or maybe someone's, you know, a name or face or whatever popped into your head and then they call you or, you know, we've all had things like that. And then there's somewhere it's just really strong. Like for me, I couldn't deny that there was something there, whether it was craziness or whatever it was, there was something that was really going on. And with most people, it's more subtle and, and we don't have, psychic training, you know, as a, as a process or developing your intuition as a kid. So a lot of people have untapped abilities where they're actually quite strong, but they've never practiced it. So they don't know. 
Um, in terms of what's happening right now and how we can access our our intuition during this time, I think, you know, I really do believe that everything happens for a reason. And one of the things that we are being called to do during this time is go within. You know, everyone's like at home. Like we're suddenly we can't go out. We can't have that social interaction. And sometimes just being literally with ourselves, with our thoughts, um, and fo- pulling that focus from external to in- internal is very helpful. And many people will get intuition through their thoughts and feelings. So literally just spending time with your thoughts, your feelings, and kind of checking in, is this mine? Is this not mine? Um, There's a lot of empaths out there. Empaths are people who feel emotions and energies from outside their body in their body. And that's very confusing because we tend to assume it's ours. But if you're an empath, you will feel what's going on with the collective. You may be feeling a lot of anxiety right now if you're uh, you know, an empath. And then also people that receive thoughts um, from outside of themselves. So I'm definitely one of those people. And it's part of what I use through my work. But I think, again, a lot of people have this. And so you know, being with yourself, checking in what's mine, what's not mine. I'm a big fan of meditation, um, mindfulness. And I just want to say that there are, I do believe there are light and dark forces. Another way to say that is helpful and not helpful forces. <laughs> so angels, I think of as a light source, a helpful source. And whenever they communicate with us through thoughts and feelings, they're very positive, very calm. Even when they're talking about danger or telling us something's dangerous, it'll be calm. So if you're feeling um, very anxious and having a lot of anxiety or hearing in your mind, you know, your, your sort of thought patterns are very anxious, triggered, fear-based, um, that's not you. I'm going to say that may sound strange, but that's not you. You're probably picking up on kind of what's going on collectively. And our own thoughts tend to actually be very calm as well as the guidance that we receive from our angels and spirit guides. So I hope that helps, but that's just what I got to say. (laughs) Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. I, I don't have any movie analogies there to tie that to, so I, I, I'm a bit at, at a loss. But no, in seriousness, I, I do get what you're saying. It's interesting too. Uh, I, I've heard people say who have reached out to me during this time. There's just kind of two camps. There's camp number one, who is sitting with their eyes glued to CNN, and they are a ball of tremendous anxiety, uh, 24 yeah. hours a day. And I've had other people tell me the opposite, which is really cool. And they're basically saying. You know, before coronavirus, I had to do X, Y, and Z, and I had to take this kid to ballet and my other kid to soccer and then groceries on set. And like, we're all doing all this stuff. But since this happened, it's kind of like somebody flipped the switch. And now everybody is just really focusing on things that matter more to them. And what matters to you is different than what matters to me. But we're all kind of finding that that one thing 
group of small things that really are important to us. And I think that's that's really cool. So again, you know, the clinician in me hears, you know, like I, I see anxiety is, you know, a symptomatic manifestation of, you know, some some issue in one's life or something that causes fear. Um, you've given it a very different spin, which is which is really cool. So we just did a whole episode on mindfulness meditation with Marissa. I'm on and she's so talented. And again, like that's just so so needed right now. So whether you know your whether you hear this and you think that your anxiety is because of you know the environment or there's this kind of collective because Carl Jung used to talk about that the famed psychologist talked yeah. about collective consciousness and Absolutely. so that there's this basically so when you take collective consciousness this is for me Laura by the way I'm applying science to make sense in my own mind of what you're talking about but <laughs> Great, I mean I, I love but, it. <laughs> but so you go collective consciousness which was really the whole platform of Carl Jung one of the seminal influences of modern psychology and then you take things like what Neil deGrasse Tyson is talking about about this energy essentially that from a quantum physics standpoint what we put out and what we attract is energy based those two things to me kind of go together in a chocolate and peanut butter way and make sense that how somebody could from an energy standpoint manifest anxiety. So thank I, I just talked through that myself. I feel much better. So okay, that's, good. that's really that's really yeah. good. So can I, can I share a story about the sort of science and psychic kind of connection? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I have a um, a client that came to me through my podcast several years ago and and by the way, I don't really talk about things with clients, but he's talked about it. So it's now um, public information. And uh, he, he came to me, listened to my podcast, and then he booked a session. And uh, he's a partner in a tech firm, Silicon Valley, you know, graduate from Princeton, very analytical. <laughs> and I, he just was kind of curious about the psychic world. And I did a reading for him and, and I got that he was going to write a book bridging the sort of gap between mainstream and science um, about spirituality. And he, uh, at the time, I think was like, mm, I don't know. Well, a year later, he wrote the book. A year later, released it. It's now a bestseller. He has a podcast now. He's done hundreds of interviews. And his book is called An End to Upside Down Thinking. And it's about the scientific element of consciousness and, and includes scientific phenomenon. So if you're science-minded and you want to learn about the science of spirituality... And psychic phenomenon. I recommend that book, and, and the author, his name is Mark Gober. So I think there is more and more research being done connecting these things, and I think that's really important uh, to me. I, you know, it's my world. I don't need it explained for science to accept it, but I do recognize that a lot of people it gives them a better understanding as well as helps them to you know kind of put their <laughs> mind right. And I really firmly believe that there's going to be more and more science as things unfold that confirm this. I mean. If you think about it, like radio waves have been around since the Big Bang, but it wasn't until we literally created radios that we were able to capture them and like see and sense them and understand the mechanism in that way. And by the way, the guy who invented radios, he got put in an insane asylum for a while. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. And because he was saying we want to capture voices over the air and like, the mental health people were like, okay, that's crazy. <laughs> and uh, sanitariums were not very friendly back then. So it would allow the experience for him. But, you know, I also thought about something as you were talking, Laura, there's a dichotomy between, you know, we would, for those that are, would describe themselves as spiritual and practiced kind of traditional Western religions, 
you know, Judeo-Christian type stuff where there's, there's an acceptance of belief of the, of those things, but yet, you know, you might then turn around and say, oh, well, there's no such thing as that, or there's no such thing as ESP, or there's no such thing as ghosts, but we, you know, somebody might accept that, you know, um, one of every type of, or two of every kind of animal was somehow got on a big wooden boat, you know? So like, it's interesting, (laughs) right? Like, and, and I, I, I am, I'm not disparaging religion at all. I, I, but I, I think that there's different ways to approach what you're talking about. And, and, and we all could probably come to a, a, a reasonable understanding that there's stuff that, like you said, the radio waves was a brilliant analogy because we didn't know about them until uh, Mar- Marconi created this box. And then here we are today. So very, very well said. And, I, and I'm appreciative that you framed it in that context. I, I do also uh, want to take a little bit of time because you mentioned your podcast and Mark Gober sounds interesting and actually like somebody that I would want to talk to. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm happy to connect you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and, and I appreciate that for sure. But I want to talk about your podcast because your podcast isn't really a psychic podcast. It's a you know an overall wellness, mind, body type spirituality show. So a lot of people have probably heard mind, body, spirit, you know, talked about, like that's a concept that most people are familiar with. Take us through a, a, a not a deep dive, but kind of an overview of some of the things that you talk about on your show. And in particular, you know, how, how those three systems play together. Because I think it's important, especially now that we talk about that. Yeah. So I, I the reason I started my podcast talking about all of those things is because it was very profound for me how they were connected. So during the recession, I went through a crisis of basically all areas. Like, you know, my mind and emotions were a mess. I was spiritually no longer aligned and I was physically sick. So it became, it was very clear to me through that crisis that I went through that I couldn't, you know, I couldn't put things in a silo and just like address one at a time. And so I, I recognized that and on my show, I, I interview experts and talk about all these different things. So I might talk with someone uh, you know, about parasites. But believe me, if you have physical parasites, there's emotional and spiritual things going on there too. Or you know, talking about gluten intolerance. And if you're eating things that aren't aligned for your body, that's going to cause emotional and physical problems as well as you're not going to be able to access your intuition because your gut where you digest is one of the main places in your body where you connect in with your intuition. So people hear that gut instinct or your gut intuition. Interesting. And then there's the mind-body connect, or excuse me, the gut-brain connection. So when you study physical health, you learn, um, and people, I think more and more uh, medical doctors and scientists are, are um, confirming this, that what is bad for your gut is bad for your brain. Well, and your brain is your third eye. That's another way that you connect with your intuition and kind of spiritually connect. So if you're eating things that are bad for your gut, you're messing up also your brain. You're not able to connect with your intuition. You feel poor. Um, you're also likely going to have emotional issues because there's you know biochemical reactions that are happening in your body from those things. So to me, I just I really quickly realized like I can't I can't just have a spiritual show if I'm not talking about the body and what's going on there. And also emotions affect our stress level and affect you know what's happening in our body as well. So it just was so clear to me how important all of them were. And when you address one, you automatically end up addressing the other. So if you're feeling really stuck physically, for example, let's say you have a health issue and you've done all the things you're supposed to do 
you know, maybe there's an emotional aspect that your body is trying to tell you. I mean, my body broke down basically during that recession when I had my crisis. And I think my body was like, wake up. Hey, you're off. <laughs> you are off track. And, and I just want to say in terms of what's happening right now with coronavirus, I mean, this is, this is a spiritual as well as a medical crisis. You know, it's a physical crisis, and and I think that they're all very connected, and we are all being called for something. So whether it's realignment, and like you're saying, some people are actually excited. They're like, "Oh, this is my opportunity." Sometimes, you know, that that transition is painful. It was painful for me and exciting at the same time. I remember during the recession, it was like I was physically messed, but then I was healing, and then I was going through up and down emotional times. I had no money, but I was excited. You know, like it can all be at once. It can be everything, but I don't feel like if we want true healing of any kind that we can address just one thing. We have to look at how everything connects together. It's interesting that you mentioned the gut because I, I recently read a study, which was fascinating, that they they now can prove scientifically a correlation between gut bacteria and depression. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and if you eat, I mean, if you eat, there are certain foods where, as a general rule, if you eat a lot of these things, you are likely to develop um, depressive feelings. I'll, I'll say, and maybe not medical depression, but you know, sugar, dairy, alcohol. You know, these things. They just when you eat them, that's for most people, that's going to create some kind of depressive feeling. And and conversely, I mean, in your specialty, I mean, I, I know that there's at least some. Um, for example, when you get certain bacteria or consume certain substances, that it can contribute to mental illness. So these are all connected. And I think we do ourselves a great disservice when we try to isolate everything separately. Now, I think it's good to have specialists because they know their area. But at the same time, we have to understand how they're all connected as a whole. I've got the circle of life song running in my head as you, as you just said that, but, but, but well said to be sure. Uh, Laura, we are at time and I have greatly enjoyed this very unique and very cool interview. As you know, everyone who comes on my show, I wrap up by asking them a single question and that is, what is your biggest helping? That one most important piece of information you'd like somebody to walk away with after hearing our conversation today? I think it's just that you are way more powerful than you think, and you can have more. And for me, what happened during the recession was everything that was taken away from me, um, you know, my marriage, my house, my, the way I made up my living, um, you know, my state of health at the time, I perceived to be a bad thing you know, when I was going into it. But really, everything that was taken away was because there was something better for me. And so... Sometimes I think we don't even realize how good we can have it. Like we're aiming, we're aiming here when we need to aim, you know, way up here. And like miraculous transformations are possible. So whatever you're dealing with, whether it's health issues or economic challenges, or you know, maybe you want to be a singer, you know, do whatever it is that you want to do. Don't feel like it's too late. One of my uh, friends is a comedian. She started when she was 69. She's since been on like, I think it was America's Got Talent. She's like well-known as a comedian, right? I think she's, she's in her 80s. You know, it's not too late. Just go for it. You have no idea what's possible. <laughs> I love that. So well said. Laura, tell us where people can connect with you online. Sure. My website for my healing work is healingpowers.net. And my podcast, Healing Powers Podcast, same name. 
And then I'm active on social media. You can follow me on Instagram at LauraPowers44, Facebook at Healing Powers. Feel free to send me a message or a DM as well. Fantastic. And we'll have everything Laura Powers in the show notes at thedailyhelping.com as well as in the Daily Helping app available on iTunes and in the Google Play Store. Well, Laura, this was awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. It's my pleasure. (laughs) Absolutely. And I want to thank each and every one of you as well who tuned into this episode. If you like what you heard, go subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because this is what helps other people find the show. But most importantly, do something today that's kind and nice for somebody else. I know we're all sitting in our homes and we can't go anywhere, but pick up the phone, get on the internet, connect with somebody you haven't in a long time. Tell them how much they mean to you. Do that act of kindness and post it into your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others. 